0: The key to a successful business isn't just plans, strategies, and profit margins. It isn't just mission, vision, your big dreams for the future, or how you communicate to your ideal clients. It's not just your product suite, your pricing, your sales, or being the person who takes decisive action. It isn't even just nervous system regulation, expanding emotional capacity, and enhancing your communication skills. And it's definitely not just faith, manifestation, vibes, intuition, and magic. The key to a successful business is bringing all of these components together and knowing which one you need when. Nature thrives when all of the elements are in balance. So do you, and so does your business. This is the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business in life. Welcome to the show. Hello, beautiful friends. Thank you so much for being here with me on the solstice. I am coming at you with our cards for cancer season and really for the second half of the year. We have a really interesting reading here. It's very, um, it's very spirit focused. And I'm just gonna jump right into these cards with what's going on right now, where we're at on the solstice as we come into the second half of the year. And the card that came up is, what you want, wants you. And this card is about desire. It's very much about the idea that Many of us have been guilted or shamed for our desires and a lot of the time we don't even really let ourselves say out loud what our whole desire is because before we can even get to what our desire is, we're like, oh, but that's not practical. I can't have that. It wouldn't really work. Like I really want this, but I would take that because I know this is probably not going to happen, right? That qualifying that we do with our desires, where we really are taking other people's judgments and stories about what is and is not possible, what's too much to ask for, and we are filtering ourselves through this lens of, ooh, if I let someone know I want something that big, that grand, right? Which is also a judgment that we're putting on it. We're saying, oh, this is too big for me to ask for. Well, says who? So we have some voice in our head that says, ooh, like, that's unrealistic. That's too much for me to ask. That's a thing I shouldn't want. That's not uh, a thing I'm going to get. So let me not let anyone know that I really want that because blank, right? What would happen if you were to let yourself admit that you want that thing? Would it be You know, I think I'm too good for people. I think so highly of myself. There's always some layer of shaming that's happened where at some point we internalize the message that the thing we want is too big too grand, not for us, not practical, not something we could have, gonna take a long time, gonna be too hard, gonna be too, whatever the thing, the layers of, but it won't work that we attach to our desire. We got to figure out what those are. I would love for you to just do an exercise of like taking out your journal and start to write down what it is that you really, 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 really actually want. And then on the other side of the page, write down all the objections that you have. Write down everything that comes up that says, but it probably won't happen, right? So the prompt is like, if I could make, wave a magic wand and have anything that I wanted, sky's the limit, it would be this. And now on the other side of the page, write down all of the reasons that pop up in your head as to why you tell yourself, but you couldn't have that thing. You gotta be clear on it. Because first of all, your desires, as I always say, are not here to torture you. You have them, because you're meant to have them. All that other shit is programming. All of that other shit is conditioning. All of it is Maya, all of it is illusion, all of it is society. The things you're meant to be in this world, the things that you're meant to have, the life that you're meant to have, the things that you want, those are you. They are part of you, they are native to you, they are organic to you, and You are meant to have them. You could have them if you were to decide to go after them and to believe that you could have them. So this idea of what you want wants you, the things that you want are like right on the other side of you allowing yourself to admit that you want them without qualification, without holding back, without compromising to just say, this is what I want. This is what I want. Maybe it's big. Okay, who says I can't have big things? Also, big by whose standards? Compared to what? Compared to who? Okay, I want a six-figure business. Well, if you know someone who has an eight-figure business, that's not a big thing to ask for. Maybe you just haven't been comparing yourself to the right peers, the right scale. There's someone out there who thinks the thing that you want is small is not aiming high enough, right? So it's all perspective. It's all relative. So catching these judgment words that you're putting on your desires of this thing is big, this thing is grandiose, says who, why, it's time to take a look at that. And let's get really, 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 really clear on what exactly it is you want maybe even that you haven't let yourself say out loud or admit to yourself that you want and then give yourself an opportunity to look at what objections you have and where you think those objections come from and if those objections are serving you because if they're not, it's time to get rid of them and to understand that Whatever it is you want, it wants you to, right? The thing you want to create, it chose you. It wants you to make it. It wants to exist. The business you want to build, it wants to exist. All of this stuff is available on the other side of your willingness to admit that this is what you want and to get comfortable owning your desires. So what's the block to that? Told you we got a spirit heavy reading. It's power of attraction, right now you want to know how right that's your maybe your biggest objection to this thing you want is that you don't know how you're like okay yeah i want that but that thing thing seems so far from where i am now and i don't know how to get from here to there i can't call it i can't figure it out i don't know what the steps are and i'm not a hundred percent sure how it's all gonna turn out And until I know how, and until I'm 100% sure how it's all gonna turn out, I'm not taking any steps. But that's not how it works, right? You don't need to know how. And you're never gonna know how it's all gonna turn out, ever, with anything. We don't have the power to see the future. All we can do is start taking steps in the direction of what we think we want and know I'm on a ride it's all going to change. I'm going to meet different people. I'm going to have different opportunities. The vision, the plans, the desires, the dreams, they're going to morph and change as I go and as I grow. So a lot of times when you're looking at manifestation and law of attraction things where they talk about releasing the how, they might say, okay, so your goal is that you need to come up with $10,000, the best thing you can do is to release the how. As in, I'm open to the idea that that $10,000 might come to me through a source that's not even on my radar yet, and I'm open to that. I might get a call with a gig offer tomorrow from someone I don't even know is following me, and that person might offer me a job that ends up paying $9,999, who knows? I'm open to the idea that it's gonna come through three different things. Part of it's gonna come from my job and part of it's gonna come from a gig and then part of it's gonna come from a class action lawsuit that I forgot that I was even part of from Wells Fargo from five years ago, whatever. Surrendering the how is about being open to the miracle of the unknown and accepting that we are not the only player on the field. We are interacting with other people. We're interacting with life. We're interacting with systems. There are all of these other factors involved in all of our processes. We're involved with time. We're involved with unfolding. We are experiencing this journey along with everyone else. So like point yourself like an arrow at the direction of your desire and then pull the thing back and let it rip, like hurtle through space in the direction of what you want knowing that you never know how you're gonna land, you never know how it's all gonna go. Trying to control the outcome, and this is a fear thing, right? There's some part of you that's like, if I don't know for sure it's all gonna work out the way I think I want it to, I don't wanna do anything. I don't wanna take any risks. That is just the sweet, lovely part of your brain that wants to keep you safe by thinking that it can control shit. It can't control any, we have no control. We never have any control. That's an illusion. The closer we can live to the knowledge that like every day could be our last and we have no control of anything, the better off we are. And like that might sound a little bleak, but it helps us live. It helps us live. I have very little control over anything beyond how I react to things in the moment. That's really the best I've got. That's the best anybody's got. We don't know how things are gonna go. If the past few years have shown most of us anything, it's that we don't know how things are gonna go. Nothing is certain. The idea that you're gonna be able to predict every step of this and somehow keep yourself safe by knowing how it's all gonna happen is an illusion and is a, you know, protective mechanism that your brain is using to try to keep you held and supported and safe, but it's actually preventing you from taking the steps you need to take into your future, into the unknown. Not all of it's going to be great, that's just part of life, right? Even if you kind of knew how it was going to go, not all of it's going to be great. We can't protect ourselves from experiencing stuff we don't like. We can't protect ourselves from experiencing what I just like to call contrast, right? Ooh, this is a moment of discomfort. This is a thing I did that didn't go that well. This is a risk I took that didn't pan out. We can't protect ourselves from that. That's part of the process. Our willingness to go into a situation knowing that like, not all of it is going to be the most comfortable thing ever and that that's okay. Our willingness to trust ourselves and be like, hey, no matter what happens, I'm going to love myself. I'm going to back myself. I'm going to support myself. I'm going to be all right. It will not be a catastrophic disaster, that's what gives us the confidence to take these steps forward. We don't need to trust that everything is going to go perfectly. We need to trust that we're going to be okay when it doesn't. That is what gives us the courage to move forward. So trusting that all of the cooperative components for the thing that you want to do are going to come but they can only come when you start moving. They're not gonna come while you're in the hiding out in your plan, not admitting what you want stage, right? This idea that you can like keep it all to yourself and keep it all on paper until you have every single detail worked out and that's when you're gonna take steps. That's what's keeping you stuck. You gotta take the steps and trust that more and more will be revealed to you as you move. You can plan a little bit, You can set yourself in the direction of what you want. All of the rest will be revealed to you over time. The cooperative components are there for you and they will show up, but you gotta get out there and meet them, right? The people that you're gonna meet that can help you, who are gonna be at some networking event for this thing that you want, you have to first admit that you want it. And then you have to start being like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And then you have to start going out to these events and then you're going to meet the people, the, um, you know, the connections of people who can help you. You're only going to find them when you start telling people, this is what I'm working on. We know this, right? When you think back to things you've already accomplished, um, you know that they all unfolded in kind of a miraculous way once you just started putting one foot in front of the other. The other thing about this card that's really important is that this card is also about impatience. Like you don't give yourself enough credit for the things you have done and you're kind of impatient to get to the fully manifested version of the thing you want. Um, And the fact that you're not there yet, is frustrating for you and so you kind of don't allow yourself to be on the path and to find the beauty and the joy in this moment right now in the phase one in the early stages in the beginning steps i'm guessing based on this the first card that there may also be a little guilt and shame in that like You don't like the idea that you're a beginner at something. You don't like the idea that you're just starting out. You tell yourself you should be farther along than this by now. You're worried that people are going to judge you for being just starting out. Whatever it is, there's something about like not wanting to let people see see you in the development stages. I know a lot of, um, this comes up with clients in the coven sometimes where they want to be like, I want to drop this thing when it's perfect and fully developed as opposed to like, people are going to watch you grow through any venture, through your art, through your business. We all start somewhere. Every Instagram starts with zero followers and making your first post. That's just, We all start at the same place. Every email list starts with zero subscribers. Every business starts with zero dollars. Like this is the process is starting from nothing and letting people watch us grow versus thinking that we need to come on the scene, fully formed, already established with everything worked out like we've always been there. You don't need to put that pressure on yourself. You can appreciate where you are in this moment and enjoy where you're at at this part of the path and have gratitude for where you're at in this moment. Every single moment reminding yourself, this is the only time I'm gonna have this. You only get to be a beginner once. You only get to be you know, working out your first offer once. You only get to be dropping your first album once. All of these firsts, are actually really special and really beautiful. All the beginning stages, all the learning curves, they're special, they're beautiful. You only get them once. Cause once you've done it, it won't be the first time anymore. That novelty will be gone. So don't rush through your project, the thing you're working on, your business, being a baby. Don't be in such a rush for it to be in college, right? Enjoy, like parents say, like enjoy these moments that go by so fast. Enjoy these moments. They go by so fast. The gift that's waiting for you on the other side of starting to have more gratitude for where you're at and just start to take some steps and trust that things will unfold for you in the right way, the gift is heaven sent. Spiritual gifts. Your spiritual gifts and the gifts that spirit is providing to you for your big bold actions. So as you start to take these steps you're going to find yourself feeling more connected, more guided. You're going to start noticing synchronicities. We all know how this happens. Like you start telling people that you're working on something and then all of a sudden opportunities just start popping out of the woodwork. You start seeing references to it everywhere. You start seeing documentaries about it this is what happens, right? The momentum starts to build. The way that I always put this is the universe will match your donation. I think about this like the NPR pledge drive, right? When the NPR pledge drive is happening, they're always telling us like, we have a company that's willing to give us $5,000, but they're only gonna give us $5,000 if we can raise our own $5,000. The universe will match your donation. So if right now you're holding back, trying to acquire all of the cooperative components, but you're not taking action yet, That donation's not coming. You're not raising your half. But once you get out there, you start taking steps, you start laying the groundwork, you start telling people what you're working on, you start allowing yourself to be seen in the process, all of these other opportunities are going to show up for you. People are going to show up connections that you didn't even know were on the table. People are going to be introducing you to other people. Um, You know, checks are going to show up in the mail. Like all of these things are going to start happening for you once you allow yourself to get in motion with some trust that it's all going to work out, that it's all leading you somewhere good. What's very interesting is that this card, Heaven Sent, says that it is amplified by the next card that we got, so I know that this is true, and the next card is Conscious Connections, and this card came up in the position of um, how should we be interacting with other people during this time. This card is about like you want people to help you. You want people to support you. You want people to be there for you. You want people to be into your work. You want people to be into your art. You want your family support on your venture. You want your friends support on your venture. You want to be seen and witnessed and supported and validated. You want intimacy in the relationships in your life. And you want these things, but going back to this heaven sent card, one of the mantras of this heaven sent card is let yourself be helped. Right now, you may not be letting yourself be helped. And this may be because you're not telling people what you want, you're not telling people what you want help with, you're not outing yourself as like, hey, I'm working on this thing and this is what I wanna do and letting people be like, I know someone who did that, would you like to be introduced? Yes. I would, as opposed to like, oh no, that's okay. I'm not ready yet. I'm not far enough along yet to have a conversation with that people. You know how we block ourselves when the blessings show up? The blessings are gonna come in the form of other people. Those spiritual gifts are gonna come in the form of other human beings offering you things. When they come, Let yourself be helped. Don't shut it down and say, I'm not ready yet. I don't like, oh, I don't want to take that audition. I'm going to wait until I get a little bit better. Oh, I, you know, somebody's offering me a client, but I don't have my shit set up. So no, I'm not going to take it. Oh, someone's offering me an introduction to their friend who's farther along in this who could Give me a bunch of tips, but I'm not going to take it because I don't want to waste that person's time because I'm not ready yet. If you are the person who's shutting down the blessings and saying, I'm not ready yet, you've got to stop. That's part of this power of attraction. That's part of this heaven sent is letting yourself be helped. Go have the conversation. Power of attraction. Put yourself in the room. Let yourself receive a little bit here letting yourself get into the arena and play letting yourself have conversations what's the worst that could happen you make an ally and that person tells you hey you aren't you aren't ready yet you're right but here are the things you need to do so now you've solved that problem of I don't know how well somebody just told you but they wouldn't have been able to tell you unless you were to allow yourself to sit down and have a conversation with them um okay, somebody offers you a gig and you're like, I'm not ready yet. Instead of turning down the gig, what do you need to do to get ready fast? It may not be the most ready. It may, right? How many times for my creative folks have it, has it been a thing of like, you need to send in a self tape and you're like, oh God, I don't feel ready. Okay, great. I'm going to turn in something that my perfectionism says isn't good enough, but I'm gonna turn it in. I'm just gonna take the step. I'm just gonna put myself in the arena. I'm gonna get in front of the people. If you start telling people what you're working on and they start offering you introductions, support, connections, Say fucking yes to them and do whatever you need to do to get yourself in the damn room. Cooperate. You need to be a cooperative component with the things that you're saying you want. And when the blessings start to come, and this is saying, the blessings are going to come fast because the thing you want wants you too. So once you start admitting what you want, taking some steps, telling people that this is what you want, the opportunities are going to come. Don't go back in the closet. (laughs) stay out. And this is funny because... Your message from source around this is release the dark wound and let love what live. What's the dark wound? If you've been around, you know we get this card kind of frequently for a little while. We were getting it every month, perfectionism. It's perfectionism. It's perfectionism. It's perfectionism. It's perfectionism. That's the thing that's stopping you. It's the thing that's stopping you from admitting what you want. It's the thing that's stopping you from taking steps when you feel like you don't know how and you can't do it all perfectly all by yourself. It's the thing that's stopping you from taking the meetings, accepting the help, telling people what you want. It's perfectionism. Mm, Real quick before I move on from this, I know I'm scattered today. Thank you for bearing with me. Before I move on from this conscious connections card, there's another perfectionism thing that weaves into this, which is that sometimes the perfect thing for a relationship is for it to end. The idea of wanting more intimacy in your relationships, wanting to be with people who get you, who support you, who love you. Some of it is also knowing when to call it with people who are not that. If you have people in your life who are not supportive, who don't want to see you win, who shade you, who tell you that the things that you want are impractical, are too big, they got to go. If those are family members, maybe they need to be iced a little bit. You don't need to tell them what you're working on. They don't need to be involved in everything. We always talk about your hater friends. Don't tell your fucking hater friends. And also maybe your hater friends need to not be your friends anymore. It's okay for you to outgrow relationships. Trust that relationships come together and grow apart according to the wisdom of life and if you have relationships in your life right now that are part of what's holding you back from being able to go after what you want because you have some crabs in a bucket relationships where people don't really want to see you win. They don't wanna see you outgrow them. They don't wanna see you do well. They want you to hang out and smoke weed with them every day. They want you to be at the bar with them every happy hour. They want you to sit around and talk about the old days with them. They just want you to kind of like stay where you are. Those relationships cannot come with you right now. You need the thing that you're desiring about people who witness you, support you, inspire you, push you, help you. You do deserve that, you do need it, but it also means that you might have to let some other relationships go. And if you have any relationship scarcity, um, meaning that, like, you're afraid to let relationships go because you're like afraid you're gonna end up alone. I always want to remind you it's not this person or no one else, it's this person or literally fucking everyone else. There are seven billion people on the planet, and if the handful of people you're kicking it with can't support your dreams, you will find more. You will find more, but the only way to find these new relationships that are based on authenticity and true support and people who really want to see you win is a to start sharing yourself authentically and sharing what you really want and letting yourself be witnessed and letting yourself be seen and then when people cannot support you cutting those people off cutting those people out of your life only keeping the relationships that support your highest vision for your life, and only accepting new relationships with people who are on that same level, point blank, period. So the thing that is holding you back again is perfectionism. That's what's holding you back from um, taking these steps and back to this idea that you need to know the how all yourself. You need to do all of this yourself. You need to be able to get all of the connections yourself. I've worked with some people before who feel like if anyone helps me, my accomplishments don't count, right? None of that shit is true. That's not real. We need other people. No one who's done anything big did it alone. People have teams, people have mentors, people have coaches, people have support if they're doing things on a big level. That's a completely normal thing to have is support and guidance and helping hands along the way. You deserve help even if you're not perfect. You deserve relationships with people who witness and support you even if you're not perfect, because no one's perfect. Um, You deserve support in the early phases of your project when it isn't as good as it's going to eventually be yet. All of those things are true. You deserve support every step of the way. It's not only when you're fully formed, only when you're perfect, only when all of the details are done that you deserve support. That is a weird lesson that we learn usually as young people that gets locked in somehow is that like we have to earn being supported. We have to be at a certain level before we can allow people to see us and help us. None of that is true. Um... Also, if your perfectionism comes in the form of like, um, what's the thing that's coming up for me right now? Like I, um, the thing about not wanting people to see you in the beginning stages, not wanting people to see you grow, the idea that you should um, only be visible once you've really got all the details figured out, it's made up. That's, Like nothing works like that. There's no world in which you're going to be able to like, I'm going to use business as an example, become a competent, successful, fully formed business owner and then launch your business. That's not how business works. You have to start and grow. That's just how the thing is. Um, And so any perfectionism that's telling you that you don't deserve to be seen or supported or helped until you X, Y, Z... We got to let that go. And so just like we did the journaling exercise on the first card to identify your desires, it might be good to take a piece of paper, split it down the middle, and on one side, write down... um, all of the things that you tell yourself about why you don't deserve, right? I don't deserve to get paid yet. I don't deserve people to help me yet. I don't deserve connections yet. I don't deserve opportunities yet. It's not done yet. It's not good enough. I'm not ready because I need to get more certifications first. I need to learn more things first. I need to get more training first. I need to change my body for whatever it is. All of the things you're telling yourself are the reasons you're not ready yet that it's not good enough yet. And on the other side of the piece of paper, write down arguments for all of those things, why that's not true, why you are ready now, why you might be good enough now, why maybe it would be okay to start where you are, so that you can really stand up for yourself to the bullies in your head and take a moment to see the probably very mean and very limiting things you're telling yourself about why you can't have the things you want yet And give yourself a chance to really argue against them instead of always arguing for your limitations. Let's argue against our limitations. What do you say? The final card in the spread, um, the guidance for bringing this into form is going beyond normal. This thing you want, these things you want, this life you want that you haven't even been fully letting yourself admit because it feels too big to you, too grandiose, too outlandish, or because you don't know how you're going to get there and you don't want to bother anybody, blah, 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 whatever that is. You're not meant to be normal. You're not meant to have a normal life. You're not meant to be a you know, clock punching, nine to five, ho-hum motherfucker. You're just not. You're not normal. Welcome. You're not normal. You're not supposed to be normal. You're not supposed to have a run-of-the-mill existence. And When you step into this calling on your life, the thing you really want and you start doing it and you start making these steps and you start opening yourself up to miracles happening and synchronicities and connections and you start heading off onto this path into a big magical unknown, uh, you're going to get weirder. And by weirder, I mean less relatable, right? So the more we go into having a life where we are an artist, a creative, a healer, someone self-employed, someone who is really like pursuing their own dreams and visions for what their life can look like. Maybe you want to have different kinds of relationships than the people around you. Maybe you're going to have a poly marriage. Maybe you're going to right, whatever it is that you're going to do. That's like what you really want that you've been kind of afraid to admit you really want. It's going to make you different. And that maybe has been part of what's scary about it is that it's going to make you different. Um, this card, the, the, the term they use for it is fringe dwelling freedom. You're just going to be yourself. Again, conscious connections with people who really get you and people who really fuck with you and people who really support you, where you feel the most seen, the most um, accepted that you've ever felt in your life because you're allowing yourself to be who you really are on the inside, the authentic version of who you really are, what you really want, living the way that you want to live. And that always makes us weird. There are lots of people I don't have a lot in common with right? Because I don't have a normal nine to five and I live in Los Angeles and all of my friends are super lefty anarchist weirdos and queer folks. And like, there's a lot of people who I don't have anything in common with. I think you also know if you're around here, and you've been on like a spiritual journey, the farther you go into your spiritual journey, the less conversations you can have with people that you used to get along with because they just find you really out there. The farther you go into understanding certain things about politics or history, you just get quote unquote weirder. There's less that you can connect to and less that you can relate to. I don't get along well with people who say, for instance have a nine to five job and kind of hate their life and they're they're like all humdrum and their only hobbies are like, you know, going home, watching TV, drinking, shopping. They go to Vegas on vacation once a year and I have no judgments about those people, but I'm really weird to them. That's okay, (laughs) that's okay. Because I also love my friends and I feel really witnessed and validated and supported by my friends who know that I have my own unique, weird way of doing things and they have their own weird, unique, weird way of doing things and we just like support each other in our weirdness, in our fringe dwelling freedom. There's no shame. There's no like, why don't you have a job? You should feel bad about that. Why don't you live your life like this? Like I don't have those people around me. Does it mean that I relate deeply to less people? Absolutely. Is that okay with me? Because the people I relate to really get me? Absolutely. When we allow ourselves to be surrounded by people who require us to cut off our authenticity in order to fit in, we have a lot of people in our lives and we're fucking lonely. And that feels terrible. It is terrible to be in a room full of people and feel lonely and feel like my acceptance in this room is contingent on me pretending to be things I'm not or to not share things that I am. That's not a way to live. So when we really go out on this limb and let ourselves live as ourselves, go after the things we want, let relationships fall away, let new relationships click into place, release the perfectionism that we're putting on ourselves and accept that we're just gonna be weird, we're not gonna fit into the normal thing, and that that's okay, we might have less relationships, but we will feel less lonely because the relationships we do have are with people who really get us and love us for who we are, who support us in our authenticity, in our shining, in our bigness. And fuck with us the long way, right? Like we we need that. We need to know that the people who are in our lives are there because they genuinely support us, not because they need things from us, including needing us to hide parts of ourselves to fit in with them. That is a one-way ticket to having a very mediocre and very lonely existence. And all of us are too pretty for that. I rebuke it. (laughs) So what's the shadow? Not surprised by this at all. The shadow is movement. Whatever this thing is right now, you ain't moving on it because you're sitting at home either not fully admitting to yourself that you want it or trying to Rosie came to show you what real perfection looks like. Hello, Rosie. Um, trying to plan it all out, trying to get every detail planned in advance, trying to map it all out from beginning to end, trying to control the outcome. You're stuck in this kind of endless planning phase, this ideating phase, this dreaming about it, but not really doing the things yet phase. The perfectionism is keeping you from movement what is being called for in the second half of the year in cancer season, right? It's cancer season. So all of these things about identifying the limiting beliefs and the limiting emotions and the scarcity that's showing up inside you, that's been preventing you from taking action, let it all come to the surface. The other thing that's coming up, as I'm saying, this cancer season is about the mother. Cancer season is the maternal principle. So some of these hold back some of this perfectionism some of this you can't do that you're that's not going to be normal no one's going to like that you're not going to be accepted for that don't let anybody see you blah 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 those may be things that came from your damn mama so if they are there may be some very specific maternal reparenting that needs to be done Are these voices in my head? These limiting beliefs, these holdbacks that I have, saying that I can't do that. Are they coming? Are they my mom's voice in my head? Are those things my mom told me? If so, am I ready to let them go? Do I need to separate myself from those apron strings a little bit? And your your mother may not actually be saying those things out loud anymore. Your mother may not even be here, but they may still be governing your choices. Now, if your mom is here and she is active and in a maybe unhelpful way in your life, there may be some uncomfortable boundaries that need to be set about like not uh, letting her be so close to you as you make these changes and separating yourself in as many ways as you can from her expectations <laughs> just call me by name oof says <laughs> says Lila um sorry yeah so this is a thing right sometimes we have codependent relationships with our mother figure where just read my mail dang yeah okay so that's that's coming up cancer season sometimes we have codependent mom relationships where the person who is not our biggest cheerleader and biggest support the person who's Judgment, we're fearing most. uh, The person who we are playing small in order to stay close to is our mom. And if that's what's going on for you, it is time to shift into an adult adult relationship versus an adult child relationship. And to, you know, maybe a conversation needs to be had that's like, hey, mom, the things that I'm about to start doing, you're not gonna like, and here's what I need from you. Like, you can actually say, If you can't say, good for you, honey, I'm happy for you. Please just don't say shit to me. That's my request of you. Or, you know, one of the things, a conversation I had with my mom when I was going full time in my business was like, you have a habit of projecting your fear onto me. And I know that you're concerned for my well being, And I know that all you want is for my life to be good and for me to be safe. But I promise you all of the things that you're going to ask me, aren't you afraid of blank? Yes. I have thought about them. Believe me, no one is more concerned for my well-being than I am. No one is laying awake at night worrying about my financial situation more than me. I do not need you to do that for me. And I don't need you to tell me about it. What I really need from you right now is for you to say, you've got this. Can you do that for me? And I had that conversation with her before I told her what I was going to do. I was like, hey, I'm setting you up in advance to tell you this is a plan I'm making. I am going to do this. It's not a back and forth about whether or not I'm going to. I'm going to. Here's what I want from you. After I tell you, I want you to say, Good for you, you've got this. Can you agree to that, right? And I was prepared if she said no to be like, then I cannot tell you what I'm doing with my life right now and we're gonna have very surface level conversations. I understand that this might hurt your feelings, but I need support right now. I need everyone in my life to be on board and be supportive. So you're in or you're out, lady. Our moms don't always understand those things, that's okay. They're doing the best they can. With love and with some distance, right? So if if some new boundaries need to be made with your mother, make them. And if you have some inner work to do around parenting yourself the way your actual maternal figure parented you, if those ways didn't work for you, you might have to change them. You are not as an adult obligated to parent yourself the way your actual parents parented you. You can parent yourself differently. So if what you needed, like I know that what I needed was a parent who thought that I was a literal genius, who could do no wrong. I needed a parent who like hung my every ugly macaroni drawing on the refrigerator and gushed over it and said it belonged in a museum. That's what my artistic soul needed was just, this like unconditional oh my god my parent my my kid is a genius that's really what i i would have (laughs) thrived under um if that's the kind of parenting that you need then parent yourself like that during this season be the parent who hangs every single one of your creations on the refrigerator and says look at this beautiful thing that my inner child made um be your own, like really involved stage parent. (laughs) Um, what, be your own fierce advocate, be the parent who would show up at school and say like, what teacher said that you, that you weren't good at blah, blah, blah. I'm going to cuss them out. Right. Like whatever it was that you needed that you would have really thrived under as a creative being, start parenting yourself like that during this phase. Um, Spend some time during this cancer season looking at the things within you that need remothering, not from your actual mother, the person, but from the spirit of maternal, unconditional support and love. Many of us were parented very conditionally, right? You get love and approval when you blah, 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 when you get straight A's, when you look the way I want you to look, when you behave the way I want you to behave, when you're quiet, when you're helpful. Many of us created a personality that was structured around how to get our parents' love and approval that is not who we authentically are. And part of our adult work in the world is to pull apart the layers of our personality that are designed for parental approval so that we can be who we actually fucking are and you get to give yourself unconditional approval. So for cancer season, releasing the perfectionism, hanging all your macaroni drawings on the fridge, supporting yourself, giving yourself the unconditional maternal approval, the my child is a genius, my baby's got this, my baby can do no wrong, mothering that you might need during this season of your life. Uh, is a really good idea and allowing yourself to really see witness and experience wounds that you may have incurred from the type of mothering that you got Uh, letting those things come to the surface so that you can feel them and heal them and release them forgive yourself as much as possible forgive your mother even if that's not a conversation that the two of you have I'm a big proponent of doing cord removal on our parents um, not in the way that like you're never going to speak to them again but that the The cord of approval attachment can be released and returned to sender, I don't need this anymore. This thing that binds me to you where I need your approval to live, I'm letting that cord go so that we can meet each other in the realm of being healthy adults. And I say healthy in quotation marks because we can't control whether or not the other person is prepared to have a healthy relationship with us, but we can choose to have a healthy relationship with them for our part which usually is about boundaries. Ta-da! Okay, so movement. The movement of letting all of these things come up to the surface so that they can be healed. And then the movement on your part of starting to take the steps toward what you want. Starting to, if you've been not taking steps because you don't know how it's all gonna turn out yet, it's the wrong way to go. Start asking questions. Start telling people you're working on this. Get yourself into the elemental entrepreneurship covenant and start taking steps to build your damn business. Get a coach. Get into therapy. Get some go take a class. Get something cooking. Start to get some movement under your belt. Start to get some momentum around this thing that you want to do. The movement is going to change the energy, especially if this thing has been like ruminating around in you for a really long time and you're no closer to taking any action on it than you were at the beginning of this year or the end of last year or the middle of last year or the middle of the year before that is because you're not moving. If you're thinking you're going to be able to work it all out in your head and inside yourself and then move, you got to start to realize that's not working. You got to move. Take some type of movement and then the momentum will handle the rest. Take some steps, take some action, get yourself out there, tell people you're working on this thing. All of the cooperative components will start to show up when you start moving. And if the thing that comes up for you is, I don't know where to start, just go ask somebody, anybody, Post it in your stories, post it on your Facebook. Just go ask somebody, hey, I have this idea that I wanna do this, I have no idea where to start. Ask motherfucking Jeeves, that's how old I am. I am Ask Jeeves years old. Google it. (laughs) Ask some questions, where do I get started? Take it from there, even that is movement. Opening the door to some research is movement. But get moving one foot in front of the other is going to get you there. Okay. I hope that this was helpful. My brain has felt a little scattered and tired all day. So um, I'll listen to this tomorrow. And if I'm not happy with it, maybe I'll do another one. But for now, I think I'm going to leave it right there. I will uh, say the solstice Celebration for the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven is still on and popping until midnight tomorrow. You can join the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven and get 20% off three months of membership at every membership level. Uh, we always have a 20% off standing community rate for BIPOC queer folks and single parents. And that stacks. So you can go to the community checkout page and still enter the code solstice20. So that makes it 40% off for three months. Um, So if the movement that you need is coaching, support, education, because the thing that you're trying to do is start a business, call it girl. I'd be happy to help you. I would love to support you through that. I would love to see you end this year in a really different place than where you started it. So if you're at the six month mark of the year and you're realizing, I thought I was going to be able to do this all myself, but I've just been spinning my wheels in my head and I haven't been able to make any progress. The cards are calling for movement. I would be happy to help you move forward on this signing up and getting yourself into a place where you can get education and support and community is movement, I'd love to help you out. The other thing that's going on right now, if you are a creative or an artist, a maker of any genre, but you're not a business owner and you're not planning to become one, Unstuck membership is the place for you to be. The Unstuck membership is the next evolution of my free Unstuck Facebook community. There is years worth of, of videos, trainings, education, information, live podcast interviews in that group. And where it's headed is that it is going to be a space to find creative inspiration and feedback for makers of all types. So sometimes we all experience ruts and blocks and feeling sick of our ideas or like we don't have any ideas, we don't know what to make you're going to find a creative prompt and theme every month inside Unstuck Group. So you will get a little creative prompt that will help you make a something. And the prompts in there work for all types of creative projects. It could be a photo, it could be a painting, it could be a dance, it could be to write a song, it could be to write a poem. Whatever it is that you make, the prompt will work for your genre. You are welcome to share the things that you make inside that group or keep them to yourself, totally up to you. The other thing that the group is for is getting feedback from creatives in other genres. Usually we know people who are in our same field and we get creative feedback from people who are in our same field. So if you're a dancer, you get feedback from other dancers, but how cool is it to be able to share a dance and get feedback from a poet or a photographer who has a completely different creative lens through which they view your work. We're also going to be training and supporting folks on how to give and receive creative feedback well which is a really important skill to help teach you as a creative how to ask for exactly the type of feedback you're looking for and how to give other creatives feedback in a way that doesn't hurt their feelings because as we all uh, know I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit um Unstuck membership is $4 a month or $39 a year. The link for that is in my link tree in my bio. And when you sign up, you get a free legacy course that's called Six Weeks to Unlock Your Authentic Creativity. It's a course that I made back in 2017 that still really fucking slaps if I do say so myself. And it leads you through a six-week process to kind of kickstart your creative juices if you've been in a dry spell. The goal of this group is to keep makers making, to keep us prolific, to keep us in motion with our making and out of ruts, dry spells, lack of momentum. You know what I'm saying? So if you are a business owner, the Elemental Entrepreneurship Covenant is the place for you. If you are a creative who is not a business owner, Unstuck Membership is the place for you. I would love to help you get into momentum and motion with either of those things in the second half of the year. That's all I've got to say. Okay, love you, bye.